Good morning. Good morning. Welcome everybody. Oh, I so enjoy these times with us being together like this. So good morning to you. Welcome to you. As you join us this morning, do please say hello. Say um, maybe where you are. Be great if you're not around in Bishop's Cleve or Woodman Coat or Southam or Oxenton or Gotherington um, or Woolston, our villages here. If you're somewhere else, um, be nice to hear where you're from. And if you've never said hello um, on the comments, um, you could be brave today. Say hi. You'd be very welcome. Morning, Jenny. So I'll just wait a few more moments as people join with us here this morning. It's a very grey day out there this morning. What's today's date? 29th of November 2020. As I sit here in my study, um, one of the joys of being here is not only the great countryside, but in the distance I can see Cleve Hill. But today I can, can't see it at all. Completely misty. So... Um, but anyway, I popped out to church earlier on to light our first Advent candle. So you might have seen that on Facebook already. Have a look. It's just me lighting our first candle since we couldn't be in church physically this morning for worship and praying for us as we enter this season um, of Advent. That kind of waiting and getting ready for all that's to come. So I wonder how you're doing today then. Um, I hope and pray that, you know, we'd have a blessed time. If you're with us live uh, on this Sunday morning, welcome. If you're watching um, later on in the day or in the week, now many of you watch some kind of catch up, then welcome to you as well. Um, if you're watching live Sunday morning, um, maybe this for you is kind of being like church fan. It's the best we can do at the moment. So maybe you're one of those who has kind of switched off other gadgets, uh, put aside other distractions, um, because you decided, actually, I want to tune in to whatever God might want to say to me or encourage me or challenge me about with en without any other distractions at all. So God bless you if that's you and you're able to do that this morning. Maybe you've got your Bible um, nearby as well. Uh, we're going to be looking in the book of James this morning, different passages from the Gospels we usually share. Um, so maybe you've got a Bible to hand. But if uh, home's right, busy for you at the moment, children are rushing around or you're looking after somebody older or younger, but you're kind of tuning in, then it's great to have you with us. And if you're the first time with us watching, um, welcome as well. If you're a new member to our uh, church's Facebook group, I hope that you'll find what we've got here is encouraging and engaging and all that sort of stuff. So um, welcome to you all. Um, so as I said, this is Advent Sunday. We enter the season in the church's year where we lead up to Christmas. And of course, we know that we're going to be experiencing this time of Advent and Christmas like no other with this pandemic that we are living amongst as well. It's going to be very different. And, but we're going to be thinking today how with Christ there can still be joy and hope even in challenging times. And maybe that is what's distinctly Christian about the message of Christmas that we share year on year. So three things we can do during this Advent and Christmas time. 
Um, we can look back with thanksgiving and celebrate the birth of Jesus, God's son, our saviour and hope. We look back and celebrate that God came and lived among us. One of the titles for Jesus that, says, uh, that we read of in our Bibles is that he will be known as Emmanuel, which means God with us. So we look back with thanksgiving during this time. Secondly, we look forward with hope and expectation to when Christ will return again. Not this time as a little vulnerable baby, but we look forward to his return as sovereign Lord and King of Kings and loving judge. A hope based on the purposes, on the person and the promises of Jesus. So first we look back, secondly we can look forward, and thirdly during this Advent and Christmas time we look around with joy. The joy of knowing that Christ is with us today amongst all that we're up against that Christ is with us that we can have a joy right now um, because of what's to come and because what we can have experience of Jesus right now that might be a particular Christian thought it's a Christian worldview I own that of course I do being a, a Christian minister and, uh, and a Christian at heart uh, but listen in and see what you think to today's uh, Bible um, readings today as we think about joy in the hard times. So we're going to dive into the book of James. Um, it's uh, later on in the New Testament and um, well I'm going to read right from the start verses one to four of chapter one and see what you think and I pray that God would bless us as we listen to his word now. I pray that God would give us open hearts and tender teachable hearts and spirits within. Uh, so that we could be blessed, learn something new, be challenged and changed as we encounter God through his word in this time together now. So here we go then. James 1, right from the first verse. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, that's the Gentiles. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, a sheer gift, my brothers and sisters, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Yes, under pressure, your faith life is forced out into the open and shows its true colours. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So don't try and get out of anything prematurely. Let it, do, let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Okay, so we're going to pick over those, uh, some of those verses in the next few minutes together. But why this letter from James? Well, he was writing to a church that was persecuted. Right at the beginning, he talks to the 12 tribes. It's a kind of image, a picture of, of God's people, if you like, the families of God. He speaks of them being shattered among, uh, sorry, scattered amongst the nations. That's the Gentiles. So they've been in one place, so to speak. They've met with Jesus. They've been learning about Jesus. But then because of persecution uh, towards the Christian people, they've had to be dispersed. And now they're in all different sorts of places. So they are scattered and they are persecuted. And there's more to come. And we hear how they're facing trials of many kinds. Sound familiar? Consider it sheer gift. Pure joy, James writes, my brothers and sisters, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. 
what we hear is that you know consider it pure joy sheer gift when these things happen to you not if they happen to you all sorts of people and psychologists might have written have written stuff about how it's funny how you map out your life and your expectations if you aim low sometimes and you get better you're going to be more happy and more joyful um, that mindset can work you know um, you know expect there to be trouble and difficulty as we aim high and then trouble and difficulty you know when it comes will be expected I suppose most of us in different ways would have something to say about that whenever you face trials of many kinds not if you do and certainly we might think well we do think that in 2020 you know we have stumbled into a whole load of trials and tribulations so it's been a year of trouble you know consider it pure joy when these things happen so once again we see how the scriptures are just so alive to and relevant to where we are today because we face all kinds of troubles and issues these days as well you know what a time we're living in it's a new experience for many of us who were who are post-war babies born in the new in the uk you know this global pandemic with all that's involved in it our personal loss the loss of loved ones of health of educational opportunities of, of work of jobs of income of relationships you know the expectations you know hopes and dreams you know we have lost so much it seems during this time and then of course we have this recession economic downturn whatever you want to call it that's going on at the moment uh, there's brexit bubbling away in the background um, there's been the whole kind of black lives matter as we thought and prayed and wondered and discussed about what it means to treat one another as equally made in the image of god there's the whole climate change crisis that's going on there's been the u.s elections and questions about democracy from the world's superpower um, we wonder about global relationships with Russia and China and Europe. You know, we seem to have lost so much. So much um, is uh, maybe causing us to be anxious and concerned and worried at this time. We've lost stuff personally and we've lost stuff corporately as well. And amongst all this, this reading comes, consider it pure joy, sheer gift, brothers and sisters, whenever you enter times like this. And we might think that's the last thing we're going to experience, isn't it? Joy. So how come? Well, James goes on because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It's one of the writers put it. I put it alongside that reading. Yes, under pressure, your faith life is forced out into the open and shows its true colours. You know what we've been training for, what we've been working for, what we've been studying. You know when. When the stuff hits the fan, we find out who we really are. We find out if our faith has got what it takes, if we've learned something from the last difficulty that we went through. He continues, Let's per that, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's one of our goals as followers of Jesus. You know, we love to think of ourselves being with Jesus, hanging around Jesus, learning from Jesus, and then becoming like Jesus that inwardly you know we are transformed by god's love his forgiveness his patience you know we find our, our lives different we find as, as as god shines his love into our hearts that we look out from our hearts with a different worldview with hope and expectation not feeling that we've got to get back at people because we find ourselves forgiven not finding that we have to love people because only because they achieve or make us happy because we know that we are loved not because we achieve or make god happy in that way he just loves us anyway so our maturity our our persevering 
it's part of the deal of us becoming more like Jesus and becoming more the people that he made us to be. So we are called to perseverance. The testing of our faith causes and produces perseverance. Those times when we grow most in our faith is when we go through difficult times. Difficult times of conflict or illness, um, of all, all sorts. Those are the times. We don't go seeking those things. We just know that when they come, not if, but when they come to us, those are the times we grow and we mature and our faith becomes real and focused. Not just the kind of cosy Christian faith where we're listening to all our favourite worship music or hymns, we're with all our favourite people from church and, and we're getting everything that we want. You know, we're kind of consumer Christians, if you like. No, when difficult times happen, when difficult things come, this is when we're finding out what does our faith really mean for us? What does it mean for us when we can't worship in our building with those we love? You know, what is our, you know, what, what is our faith based on when we can't share communion, when we can't worship together? You know, something's being brought out into the open. What is our faith really made of? Made of? So we may find ourselves, or you may find yourselves being challenged like that at this time. And my encouragement to us, those of you who are kind of hardcore members of St. Michael's Church family is, look, expect difficult things. We should have done that. So persevere, hang on in there. But let's carry on. We're encouraged by James then to persevere with those early Christians who are being persecuted for, for their faith. And the thing is that we Christians, of course, we have our beliefs, those things that we say in our creeds week by week, not so much at the moment, we know, but we look forward to getting back to very soon. And we have our beliefs about what we think and believe to be true. Uh, we may have beliefs about what we believe to be true and are valuable about, say, marriage or, or diet or exercise. We have those values, those things that we believe in. And then we have our faith as well. So hang on with me here just for a moment, okay? We have the things that we believe, and then we have our faith or our faithfulness to those beliefs. How we actually live in response to that belief when we're under pressure. So we have the things that we believe in. Well, let me give you some examples. So let's imagine Zach, he believes in marriage and what marriage stands for. But on the conference away from home now, away from the recent rows with his wife, after a full on day, back at the hotel bar with colleagues, he feels himself relaxing and Dee is laughing at his jokes. She seems to understand him. He always had a bit of a soft spot for her in the office and hears himself, what was that room number of hers again? So think about health and fitness. So we might believe that laying off a particular food or drink item may be good for us and that a particular diet we know you know will be better for us but then we've had a long and busy day and we're tired and the pressure's on and we just want to relax will we be faithful to those beliefs well maybe just one more glass of wine it can't hurt can it or that early morning training plan for the race or program to get out for everyday walks, believing these to be good for us. But the early morning is cold and wet, the pressure's on and will we be faithful when under pressure? Well, maybe just a few minute, more minutes under the duvet then, can't do any harm, can it? So we've got our beliefs, things that we believe to be true about certain things and certain things about God as well if we're Christians. And then there's our sense of faith or faithfulness to that belief during the difficult times and how we actually live in response to that belief 
particularly when we're under pressure, which we are now. So that's where the perseverance comes in, that endurance, that steadfastness, that capacity to bear up under difficult circumstances, to be resilient when the wind of circumstances is all against us. So where does this perseverance for us as Christians come from then? Well, it is based on a real hope. Let's say that the temptation and pressure to be unfaithful in our marriage is overcome. There can be joy in that faithfulness to what one believes. A maturing that has taken place when one has endured, hung on in there, overcome the temptation to go to that room or whatever it might be. And maybe a real hope for future joy in that marriage, which may, of course, depend on other factors. But you get the idea. Maybe there is a temptation and pressure to be unfaithful to our health and fitness plans, whatever they might be. But maybe that temptation is overcome. The wine is set aside for weekends only. Early morning walks are nailed, whatever the weather's doing. And the pain of joy of winning through or being faithful and maturing is felt deep within. The hope of feeling great for the future as well, because you're kind of banking something for the future, aren't you? Our hope, our joy as Christians is the expectation of the coming good based on the person and promises of Jesus. Yes, Christ's return, his loving judgment, his resurrection for us all, life in the garden renewed. No more sin, no more shame, no more sadness, no more sorrow, no more depression, no more cancer, no more coronavirus, no more hatred, no more loneliness, no more tears. And we'll be glad that God has made us to be in the joyful, glorious presence that is his. That's what we're looking forward to. That's our expectation. That's the kind of joyful event that can make us joyful now, even amidst difficult times. Imagine those Christians that James was writing to, physically persecuted and punished for their faith, as are many Christians, millions of Christians in our day to day. But somehow that joy that keeps us going, that keeps us persevering. There's a little French classic uh, story called The Little Prince. And uh, in it, the fox says to the little prince, if you come at four o'clock, I shall begin to be happy at three o'clock. Isn't that wonderful? I suppose I didn't have to go to a book to get that quote, but you know, we get the idea. If you're going to come at four o'clock, I shall begin to be happy at three o'clock. You know, you will have experienced things like that yourselves about when maybe even someone's coming to visit and you get the house ready and you're starting cooking and you're just looking forward to you're already joy joyful because they're coming or maybe you've been going through a difficult time or you've had a difficult time in your life and you knew that a good friend was coming to be with you it didn't take away the difficult circumstances that maybe you were in but knowing that friend was coming to visit you somehow made a difference so we may have hopes now about something that's coming in the future that hasn't come yet. So for us sports fans, you know, looking forward to getting back into the actual sports stadium to watch our team come on Cheltenham town. Um, I'm so looking forward to being back in there. Will there be enough place for everybody? Probably not. Let's wait and see. But you know, the, the, the expectation in the future gives us joy now. 
or maybe we're thinking, um, you know, when this lockdown happens and we get back to shops being open and cafes and pubs being open, particularly where we are in the tier that we're in, I think that's going to be possible. And then we're maybe already looking forward to getting back to a, a favourite cafe, maybe one of the villages here, blessing the people that own them and run them that we want to support and just looking forward to sharing their hospitality. Maybe the hope of having a vaccine in the future can give us some joy and expectation now, even though it hasn't come yet. The expectation of coming good brings joy to us now. Now, I'm just going to pause a moment. I need to plug my laptop in. It's running out of battery. Hang on one second. There we go. Sorry about that. So, um, and then of course there's the whole um, Christmas coming and these is it four or five days that we've got where we know we can be with family and friends and for some of us it's going to be wonderful. We are so pleased that that's going to be able to happen. The expectation of, of just being with them, eating and drinking with them, playing Monopoly with them or whatever it is brings us joy now and of course we recognise and we pray for those who are still going to find this Christmas really difficult because they are going to be on their own or they are going to be isolating and they're going to be difficult for them. So we're going to look out for those folks as well. Our hope and joy as believers in God and followers of Jesus is the expectation of coming good based on the person and the promises of Jesus. You know, when I was going through a tough time and a friend of mine said he was coming to visit I just knew he was going to come. Once he said he was coming, I knew he was going to come. We've been friends for a long time and it meant a lot. When you get to know Jesus, his personality, his character and his love for us, when he said he's coming back or when he said he's never going to leave us, we can believe in him. And that's what can give us joy, a deep-seated joy, different from a happiness. Happiness is maybe based on what happens to us, which might not be good, but that deeper inner joy that castle of joy, that fort of joy within, where we know that God is completely and utterly faithful to us and his love for us and what lies ahead for us in the future. Now, I recognise this is a distinctly Christian hope at work here. So you may be watching this or listening to this thinking, well, it's not sure what that's what I believe, and I get that. This is a distinctly Christian thing that we're talking about. Each of us has our hopes for the future that may bring us joy now, that will depend on our worldview, our spiritual worldview, perhaps, what we believe and trust in, and the way that the story we choose to believe in ends. How does the story of our worldview, that means the way that we see things padding out, how does the story that we believe in end? What's our long-term hope? How would we really like it to be? If not this story of Christian faith, then which story is ours? If this, not this story of Christ's love for us, of God's love for us, of him making a way for us to be with him forever in wonderful eternal joy, with I said all that no tears list, then what story, what end to our story do we want? What would we tell our children and our grandchildren? What might be the better story then? And so right at the end of James' letter, he began by encouraging these people, look, hang on in there, hang on in there. Then he says a whole load of other stuff in the middle of the letter. It's a great letter about our, our Christian faith being real and practical, um, not just all bookish and theology, but being out there and being practical. But then right towards the end, he comes back in chapter 5, verse 7, and he says this, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. 
See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take as an example the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. So the prophets were God's followers who often had to speak loving but tough words to people who didn't want to listen, but they hung on in there. So we are encouraged right at the end of James' letter to hang on in there. And I might add one more verse from the writer to the book of the Hebrews, also encouraging the Christians in this way as well. He's talking about running a race. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And he says, run it with perseverance, run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, the one who God has started, the one who, the one who will see us through the finishing line. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, that's bad people, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So there's a further encouragement for us to look to Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him of being with us forever, endured all the pain of suffering and death on the cross for you and for me. So as I conclude then, during Advent and Christmas time, we can look back with thanksgiving and celebrate when Jesus came as a baby, God's saviour came for us. We celebrate that with joy and hope. So question, in spite of it all that we may be facing right now, what can I look back and thank God for today? Maybe there's some moments that I can do that today. Maybe there's some moments we can do that today. So firstly, we look back. Secondly, during Advent and Christmas, we looked forward to that time when Jesus will return. We look forward with hope and joy, in spite of hard times now. For when Christ returns, not as a tiny vulnerable baby, we look forward with joy and hope as he returns as Lord and Saviour and loving judge, a hope based on the purposes promises and person of Jesus. So we persevere and hang on in there, finding joy and hope as we look forward to that time. So question, in spite of it all, where am I being asked to hang on in there, to persevere and to mature right now? Where am I finding it hard? Where am I being tempted to give up on my faith, to give up on something? Where do I need God's help today? And thirdly and lastly, we look around now with joy in knowing that Christ is with us today in our coronavirus, coronavirus world. Now that might seem a strange thing to consider, having that joy right now. It's maybe a distinctly Christian thought, yes, but we can experience joy now. Question, this Advent, this Christmas time, do we think, will we think there is a better more hopeful, a more joyful story than this Christmas story of Jesus? Is there a story with a better end? Let's pray as I finish now, as we finish now. 
Dear God, help us as we look back during this time of Advent and Christmas to your first coming. We thank you for coming, leaving the wonder and the glory of heaven to come and be one of us, to come and be with us and to show us your love. Dear God, thank you that we can look forward with joy and hope to Christ's return again. In the meantime, we need your help during these difficult times. Help us as we struggle with illness, with grief, with bereavement, with anxiety, with depression, with uncertainty, with loneliness. Come, Lord Jesus, help us now, we pray, as we look forward to your coming again, to know your joy leaking into our hearts right now. So as we look around, help us to see you at work around us. As we look around, help us to see who we can show your love to. As we look around, may we find help for ourselves as well. And these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to share the Lord's Prayer and we gather all our prayers together as we come to close this time. And then after that, if you're watching live on Sunday morning, I'll be opening up for Zoom coffee and chat. The uh, link should come up there for you. Um, so come and join us as we just share together. You don't have to come for the whole time, but maybe just come and say hi in a few moments time. It'd be great to see you. So if you want to join with the Lord's Prayer, that's appropriate for where you are right now, then please do. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Do keep coming with your comments, any questions you've got, look forward to picking up on those later. And if you're live on Sunday morning, look forward to seeing some of you on Zoom in a couple of minutes time. Take care, everybody. Good to be with you.